This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Coming to the plate, Chipper Jones. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg Mr. Crenshaw this morning. Eric Slaughter in form on this 27th day of August. Good morning, Georgia. Good morning. And a special good morning, you folks in Forest Park. But we will get to the attributes of Forest Park in a minute. We got to jump right on this here. Um, if you didn't catch last week's inaugural or last night's second installment of the high school scoreboard show, high school football scoreboard show, or HSSS as we like to call it. Uh, Mr. Crenshaw, Chris Parker, and a host of others fan out throughout the city giving you everything you need to know about the games going on, reports, interviews, and everything else (laughs) from the high school games going on around the city. But a feature during the show is called School Days, where they interview a um, former Georgia high school football player. And despite what they did on the college level or the pro level, they're going to Focus completely on what they did on the high school level. Last week was Jamal Lewis. This week, Sam and Chris Parker talked to DJ Shockley. Enjoy School Days, High School Scoreboard Football Show. DJ Shockley, welcome to the High School Scoreboard Show. Chris, I appreciate you guys having me on, man. And uh, Chris, man, I learned the best from Sam, man. I watched Sam for a long time, so <laughs> I'm just trying to walk in the footsteps of the great Sam Crenshaw. No, man. Uh, you, you're retracing the steps. You, you, you're reinventing those steps with all the things that you're doing. <laughs> Glad you got some time for us tonight because so many things there. You're working with University of Georgia. You're working with the Falcons. Some, uh, and obviously, you got High Five Sports. You guys got your show coming up tonight. Uh, so it keeps you close to your high school days. So we wanted to talk with us a little bit about that tonight. You know, when you think about the time at North Clayton, what are some things that come rushing to your mind? What's the first thing when you think about that time that comes to mind for you? Well, I think obviously the first thing is my dad. Obviously, you know, he was my coach for four years. And, uh, you know, a lot of guys who get to go up through high school or go up through the middle school or whatever ranks and your dad gets to coach you, it's always a pretty cool uh, thing. Um, I think going through it, um, the first couple of years was kind of uh, a little on the iffy side because my mom, she didn't want my dad to coach me because she knew how hard he was, and he was. He would get on to me, and I would do the right thing, but he still would be getting on me because he didn't want to show favoritism. But the first thing <laughs> I, I think about, obviously, is my dad coached me and that experience that I got from him and uh, a lot of things that made me into the man I am today and the player I am today was because 
of my dad and some of the lessons that I learned uh, throughout high school. It's a challenging dynamic, Sam, and DJ, DJ can test this as a coach when you coach your own kid. I was fortunate I only got daughters, so I didn't coach a son, but I saw it so often. It's way harder than people think. It's hard to separate dad from coach. So you either coach at home no or your dad on the field, and neither one's good. You, you got to be <laughs> dad. Guess what? Some of the came home, it still was, was kind of coaching dad because <laughs> we'll, we'll have a full day at home, and then we'll come home, and we'll be watching film. So I couldn't get away from the guy. Yeah. Man. It was crazy. He's trying to eat dinner, and they're talking about inside drill. Or seven on seven, right? <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Uh, well, we're spending time on the high school scoreboard show, spending some time with DJ Shockley. And talk about who the rival was. I think I know, but what was that game that you guys uh, circled? Didn't have to circle on, on your schedule because that was the game you always knew, the, the community and the school let you know when that game was coming up. Oh, Sam, you know it is Riverdale all day long. I mean, that was the one game that brought everybody out in the entire community and entire city would come out for that game. Whether it was football, whether it was basketball, uh, it would be a packed house. And uh, obviously, everybody grew up knowing each other. So we, you know, knew each other. We played against each other uh, all the way growing up. And in high school, it just continued. So that rivalry was crazy, uh, especially in, in football and basketball. Uh, I remember in basketball a couple of times, you know, they would, you know, have to close the place down because it was a fire hazard because so many people trying to get in to watch the game. I mean, it was. It was good times, and it's always uh, one of the best robbers I think uh, in the city was was us in Riverdale. Man, man, what what one moment stands out, DJ? I know everybody asks you about your time at University of Georgia or playing the NFL, but in high school, what one moment stands out as something that you really remember? You know what I, I think, and there are a lot of cool moments uh, in in high school. That I think, but I remember uh, one cool moment. It actually wasn't as cool for us, but it was just a a cool environment to be in. I remember my uh, one of my freshman or sophomore year, we go down in the playoffs and we play Carrollton and we're playing against, I didn't know he would be one of my good friends to this day, but Reggie Brown was, yeah. you know, a big deal down there at Carrollton and, you know, he was the Mr. Do-It-All. But I remember us getting to the game literally 10 minutes before the game started and I just remember my dad saying they gave us the wrong directions. I don't know how true it was or not, but we pull up literally 10 minutes before the game starts, throw our pads on, and literally touch our toes, and they kick the ball off. So that's one moment that I looked at. And I was like, man, I don't know how we did it, but guess what? I mean, when you're, you know, 16, 17, 18 years old, you can just get off the bus and play football. You don't really need to stretch for real. <laughs> you're only about 50-50 whether that's – he did that on purpose or not. I put it at 50-50. Yep. There's a possibility that happened. <laughs> <laughs> he just gave him the wrong yeah. direction. But as a coach, you always assume they did. Yeah. What about – let's talk a little bit about what advice you have, DJ. I love this question. I ask people, but maybe you more so than anybody because of your current jobs and your experience. What advice do you have for the young guys? We were in the Dome last week. We saw a ton, in the bins. We saw a ton of guys that are big time recruits, like you were. What advice do you have for them that you've learned through your time as a high school star? Went to one of the biggest colleges. Went to the NFL. Now you're covering all these things. What do these guys need to hear? You know, because I think the number one thing is, and I, I still believe this doesn't get old. I still believe that this is at the root of what it takes to get to the next level, and it's getting your grades early. And a lot of people look at it like, okay, yeah, you know, you want to pass the SAT, you want to do all that, get all your scores and all that kind of good stuff, which is absolutely right. Um, but I think the one thing that I think a lot of kids don't understand is how important those ninth and 10th grade years are. Because I know a lot of coaches these days on the collegiate level, 
that go back and they look at what kind of student you were early in your career. Did it matter to you early in the career, or did you want to wait till you know, oh, now I got to get my grades to get it right? And that's not the kind of players I think these college coaches want. They want guys that they can depend on at all times, especially in the classroom, because they already got to worry about mm-hmm. what's going to happen on the field. Can they, you know, keep you here, all the kind of stuff that's going on now but they don't want to have to worry about the academic side of it. Kids that have that academic part that are smart enough to understand that I need to get my grades so that that's one less thing a coach has to worry about. And then ultimately I think it comes down to you think about some star players around uh, the state and you say, okay, well, this guy's good. That guy's really good. What's going to separate him? Well, maybe one guy doesn't have the grades and he doesn't have the scores. And another guy, he's a, you know, 3.5, 4.0 grade point actually was, those are the guys they're going to take over the talent first because of the academic part of it. That's one thing that my dad and my mom instilled in me early was making sure that I got my grades. And ultimately it helped me by the time I got to junior and senior that, you know, my grades were on par. So I, I tell kids all the time, don't wait till your junior year to start worrying about pulling those grades up. You got to make sure you do it early in your career, especially starting out in ninth grade. Folks, we're spending time, glad to be spending some time with our school day segment tonight here on the High School Scoreboard Show with DJ Shockley. Of course, you've seen him play for, for the University of Georgia, seen him play with the Falcons, and, and now you see him on Fox 5 and so many other places. Uh, but, but, but he's spending a little time with us tonight. And DJ, I want you to talk about Clayton County and the talent that's come out down there before you, after you. I mean, I, mean, I, I was there and I saw your dad had a chance to see him this summer uh, when they renamed uh, the, uh, the, the stadium under Hires Ward. And it was great to see him there, but to see so many guys and the memories of all the guys who come through Clayton County, even going back to folks like Andre Hastings, uh, people like Tashard yeah. Choice, you know, Morgan Burnett, yeah. uh, the, the Douglas yeah. brothers over Jonesboro. Talk about this talent yeah. that's always been down in Clayton <laughs> County. And what's so great, Sam, all those names you mentioned, you know, it goes back from, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s, all the way through the 2000s and continues to have that kind of talent. And you see a lot of guys from Clay County go on to do really good things in college. You see a lot of guys go on to the, to the National Football League and play. Um, I know Kyle Lowe is another guy from North Clayton who was a guy who, you know, went on and, you know, played on the college level, then played for Carolina for a while. I mean, there's so many guys that you can think about uh, that came from, you know, Clayton County. And for me, uh, Hines was one of the guys that I looked at uh, coming out. I remember me and my dad going to watch him at Forest Park. And it was a big reason why I wanted to win number three. I saw him running around at Terra Stadium and he's making plays all over the field. And obviously he goes to Georgia. But that's kind of stuff that kind of propelled me into the to kind of the player I was because I saw so many talented guys before me. And my dad took me to those games and said, hey, if you want to be great, you want to be, you know, remember around here, you got to play like this guy. And I remember so many guys before me that really paved the way. And I just wanted to be one of those guys too that when kids came and watched the game and say, wow, he gave everything, and he's a guy that, you know, I want to be like growing up. So, so many great just people as well as athletes uh, that, that go on uh, in Clayton County. It's a reason why, you know, there's so many guys that you can look back on throughout the years that come from Clayton County that, you know, have succeeded. DJ, not just football for you. And also being the quarterback, that's a position where you, you had to put in a lot of work and leadership with basketball and track. Talk about the the, uh, the pluses you get from being a multiple sport athlete. Because some people think you're just one thing and you just stick to that one thing. How did that help you? Yeah, and that's kind of the big thing that now that, you know, now that I got a son of my own that's 10 years old and I've stressed uh, that I want him to be able to do every sport, play every sport. And I think simply 
it just teaches you a lot in all these different sports that I played. I remember, you know, football taught you so much about teamwork, about, you know, having to depend on others. Basketball was another sport where, you know, it's five guys working for one common goal to get a ball in a hoop, but you got to play defense. You got to, you know, got to talk. You got to communicate. Track was another sport that helped me individually try to find that motivation inside of me to say, all right, now you don't have the guys around you. Now you got to go out and do it yourself. How can you motivate yourself when those other team sports allowed you to do it and, and play baseball as well, similar as basketball and football? You had guys around you that can help you, and it just it all the sports I think individually teach you something different and ultimately makes you into the person and player you are because of those locker rooms, because of the people you're around, because of the situations and obstacles you got to go through in those different sports. It absolutely helps you become a better person and player. And that's one thing I, I always tell kids today, do everything. Play every sport. Uh, you know, make sure that you're a well-rounded player. And then once you get to, a, you know, a higher ranking, and then you can choose a sport that you like. But I thought earlier growing up it was so important, especially going through high school, that I played, you know, a lot of different sports. One, I loved all the sports, but I knew each one taught me something different um, that I have, you know, ultimately taken into my life now. And now I remember those experiences. I can kind of instill those into my son today who, you know, does everything as well. It's a, it's a great answer, by the way, Sam. Every coach is applauding that because most people want kids to play more sports. They really do. Most people applaud that. And we got to get that word out more often. And people who play in the NFL, play at the highest level of college, say that over and over. But here's what I got the question for. Okay, My last okay, question, okay? okay? All right. And this is an important one because DJ Sam was really talking your basketball skills up before we had you. <laughs> Off there, he was talking you up as a basketball player. And we had Harry Douglas on last year, and you were talking him up as a basketball player. Yeah. So if DJ and Harry – Got into one on one right now. now Harry might who, be listening. Harry might be. listening. I mean, who you got? That's what uh, who, I was asking. I mean, who, who, Harry might be listening right now. Well, he might. You but know, I'm hey, asking. Hey, We're talking hey, to DJ, hey, so I'm assuming DJ is gonna gonna take this one, right? Harry's gonna tell you, or he gonna know all day is me. You know that. You know that. <laughs> I mean, Harry, Harry, Harry looks jittable. He's sad, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> he knows. He knows. Them little clay boys with nothing to play with. So. <laughs> he backed well, him down. Harry, he, 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 he knows. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. DJ, before we let you go, let, let's talk about High Five Sports and, you know, uh, what you're getting a chance to do over there. You're here on Friday nights and the, the things you're getting a chance to to be plugged in with high school sports uh, actively again through being over at Fox 5. Yeah, it's an unbelievable thing, man. Obviously, you know, uh, over at Fox 5, we've covered high school sports for so long. I remember when I was coming up, actually our producer, Chip Zeller, he would he would be the guy that's, you know, out with us, and he interviewed me. I remember coming up. So now to be working for Fox and have the opportunity to go back and see some of these great games, see some of these great athletes, just see the environment of high school football. I mean, I think that's where the love of the game comes from. I mean, I was sitting here watching, you know, one of the high school games, I think Mill Creek and Norcross are, you know, on ESPN2 right now. Like, and you see, you look in the stands and you see how excited the kids are. You see, you know, you can smell the tailgates. I mean, Nothing like that Friday night smell of that grass and do so. It, it's cool to be able to cover it and have those feelings come back that you had when you played high school. And these kids got to soak it up. They got to enjoy it. I don't think they understand how good they got it right now, mm-hmm. uh, especially playing in a, a rich state like Georgia. There's so much great football around this state. And the fact they get to do it every Friday amongst, you know, a lot of great fans and diehard, you know, fans coming to watch them every week. So high school football has been cool. It's been fun. 
And I'm glad we get to cover it every single week. Yeah, you're one of the people who raised the bar for them. They got to reach up there to get it because you put it up there pretty high during your time at North Clayton. DJ Shockley, we appreciate you spending some time and, and going through your school days with us on this Friday night. And we'll be catching you late, little, little later on and, and all weekend long because you're going to be everywhere. So but we appreciate <laughs> you spending some time with us tonight. Sam, uh, Chris, I appreciate you guys, man. Love what you guys do. Continue to, you know, give these kids that platform. So I love it, man. I appreciate it. And uh, thanks for having me. Folks ain't up now. They still gonna be up after this. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 the game, 929 thegamecom on this Saturday morning. Uh, 27th day of August. Thank you, thank you, thank you Coming again. a little hot. For me? Yeah. Nah. But, listen, it is what it is. When you, you, you play Jimi Hendrix, you expect certain things, you know? You, you expect a certain, that extra, you know, something. Indescribable quality. But this is one of the most famous pieces of music of all time. No matter where you are, what genre you love, Jimmy at Woodstock playing the Star Spangled Banner. Did that because today was the day that he um, released his final studio album. You know, early in the show when you were talking about artists who had that short time window of greatness, the, his shooting was very star. Small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, because he died he's, at a very young. He's age. part. Of, he's part of the Twenty Seven Club. Janis Joplin, Amy Winehouse. Um, they all passed away at age twenty seven. Twenty seven. Yeah. There's a list. I can't remember everybody on that list, but there's a number of people on this list. As you introduce our guest, see if he can give you any of those names. Ah, John Nelson, GP Bay, (laughs) joining us here. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. Joining us, uh, supposed to join us last week. He is such a busy man. He he just couldn't, but then made a point of saying, I'll join you next week. And he's a man of his word. Here he is. Morning, John. Um, I I feel like I should stand and be at the, I guess at rest now, I guess when you were playing <laughs> yeah. into the segment, I, I guess I should have been standing completely and totally upright with my best posture uh, to start the segment off. But He, uh, he knew let's that. Hear for, let's hear it for left-handed guitarists, you know, that, that, whoop, whoop, all the, all the proper celebrations that you're supposed to have. And it's but, amazing, but no. it's amazing, John, how, yeah. how, um, <sighs> what's the best way to put this, how people's percept not perceptions, but their look at music, artists, artistry, period, has changed over the years. There was that generation before us who thought that was blasphemous. Oh, no doubt. The same with uh, Jose Feliciano when he did the anthem at Tiger Stadium mm-hmm. yeah. for the uh, MLB All-Star game. Yeah. So, again, I just want to throw that on there because this was that uh, little piece of nugget I want to throw out there about uh, his – his uh, last duty album. But Eric asked you a question or, or speculated that you might know some of the other members of the 27 Club. We lost I, don't, I, don't know the, I don't know any more of the 27 Club, but I do know the question of the 432s. 432s. Enlighten the audience and, <laughs> honestly, myself, to what you're uh, okay. referring to. It, in, the, in the mid-1960s, okay. the most valuable players of the NFL, the AFL, the National League and the American League all wore the number 32. I got one. Oh, wait, say that again. This is good. I didn't know this one. The NFL, now you don't know the year or just like 64 to 67? I think it's it's 65. Okay. Like 65 or 66. 
They all wore the number 32. Okay, I know Sandy Koufax. Correct. All right, I got one. Jim Brown. Jim Brown. Correct. So that's two of four. Now all you have left are the American League and the American Football League. Uh, OJ? Is he one? That's just too soon. Okay. Um, American League Baseball? And that's the toughest one. That's the toughest one. The AFL. Uh, 32. Jeez. Yeah, it would have been who won the championship that year, and the same for who was in the World Series against the Dodgers for your American League answer. Um, this see, this gets into that gray area for me when he talks about the AFL because I know that the the Bears and the Packers Packers went a bunch uh, before they actually called it the Super Bowl. So would right. it have been a Green Bay Packer? It would have been a Buffalo Bill, Cookie Gilchrist. Wow, a great name. <laughs> that's, the, that's the most difficult one of the four. Okay. The American League one is Elston Howard, New York Yankees. Oh, yeah, okay. That's a good one. So, yeah, they all wore the number 32. So that's, you know, when you, when you go wandering into uh, your, your favorite establishment, hey, man. No, sorry, wrong time slot. Um, <laughs> no, this is the perfect Al- place. is good morning. This is the perfect place, John, for that, because this is what I do throughout the show. Insignificant information, but yet comes up handy in, in times and places like this. Uh, I, I am the prince of pedanticism, no doubt. Uh, I don't know, and we might have to have a competition with that. This is John Nelson uh, joining us here. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Mr. Crenshaw off this morning as uh, he will be That's moving. That's not allowed during football season. That Are, is not allowed. Well, we give him a special dispensation because Sam's over 25 years old, and he had to stay up you know, nearly past midnight last night doing his high school scoreboard show. Hello, raising my hand. I'm in that club. Hello. I, well, yeah, but you didn't have to get here at like 4 in the morning. No, but I did I did end up uh, finally crashing about 2. <laughs> and, and, John, don't feel bad. I, I walked out of Kell High School at just before 11, got home, and, and watched the Braves almost give me a heart attack before I decided to call it a night, knowing I had to be here first thing in the morning, too. God bless both of you. Hey. I really do. All right, let's get started on this. And, John, I want to start with this. Can you put a bow on your – Thoughts on the Corky Cal Classic last week? It's all so uh, are Mill Creek and Walton still playing? <laughs> uh, no. Is, is that the the last? Who? Why didn't? Uh, who did I say last week needed? A, Th- that needed was the, the next the last game okay. that scored ninety points. Was it ninety points, John? Eighty eight, something whoever like that. Whoever was whoever it was, was uh, yeah, 85, 44. 85. 41. Yeah, and yeah. whoever had 41, I can't remember who, should have kicked the field goal right. in that game would have kept going. Walton, Walton should have yes. kicked the field I yeah. never understood why they didn't kick one, John. Yeah. I know. And uh, I guess, let's see, to put a bow on the, the that particular the mega couple of days, uh, shout out to Caleb Carmine and, and Kennesaw Mountain as they continue to, to grow as a program. Full disclosure, uh, story time with John. Uh, Caleb played football at Shorter. And for a handful of seasons, I was the host of their coaches' show, and so I got to see Caleb uh, work his way from being a, a football player in, in small college in the NAIA to a, a growing a program up at Kennesaw Mountain. And it's been really cool to see him build that program uh, there at Kennesaw Mountain. Uh, you get the defense from what we've seen with Rome. And they put another, you know, big marker up last night, beating Lithonia 49-0. They shut down Creekside 16-6 in a, a home game at Barron Stadium. And the way that John Reed traditionally has done things with, with Rome is he, he's not afraid to play young, young players at all because it's like, all right, are you ready to play? Don't care if you're a freshman or a sophomore. You're going out there. You're going to play. 
And those kids, when they play freshmen and sophomores, by the time they get to junior and senior, they've been in the system. They know the system. It's like, you know, absolute clockwork. And it's teams like these that he has this year that uh, the expectation is to make a deep run and challenge for a championship. Uh, you know, shout out to Mount Pisgah for their win against Fellowship. Uh, Fellowship, you know, they like to schedule uh, tough games early in their non-region schedule. And, you know, Pisgah and Fellowship, for me, that was another one to, to keep an eye on. You know, you look at Grayson, who's a top five team in the, you know, in the country in some polls, putting up a, a big number in their game. So it was a lot, a lot of display nationally about why Georgia is the, you know, the top three state, one of the top three states for talent heading to the next level. But at the same time, uh, the talent pool across the board, it's fantastic to see. You got four days, 78 days. How long was the tournament? Uh, uh, (laughs) Everything on display coming out of the blocks. But it's, it's a great celebration to start things off. Part of the celebration for high school football here in the state. So, John, I was looking at your game last night, and Coach Rico Zachary from Westlake is not going to invite me back because I had his first game, and unfortunately he came up short against North Cobb, but he got the victory last night in impressive fashion, and you had a chance to interview him after the game. How was the uh, the scene at Westlake last night? Did, did Cam Newton show back up again? No, uh, AJ did, though, to, to check on his younger brother, Avion. Terrell. Oh, really? Okay, awesome. And, uh, I mean, yeah. he, he, he should have been at curfew they play at three o'clock. I'm gonna see if he broke curfew, but he showed up nah, great. He, he was there. He was there in the first half, hanging out in the end zone, and he was keeping an eye on things. But uh, dominant performance by Westlake defensively, and I think it was minus 28 net yards for Crisp last night. And Crisp is a team that you know, like a lot of teams that want to challenge themselves here in the first season, meaning the non-region schedule. Chris will play anybody, any place, anytime, twice on Tuesday, and out at exit 101 on I-75 South, you know, if that's what it calls for. And just because they're a triple-A uh, program doesn't mean that they're not going to want to play up and play seven eight teams. But Westlake with Rico Zachary, their lines are huge. And when you have a, a size disparity like that and you're able to put pressure on the quarterback, I think they had three or four sacks of the crisp quarterback in the first quarter. Uh, just dominant from there. Uh, you know, three rushing touchdowns in a hurry in the first, in the first, uh, in the first quarter out to a 19, nothing lead. It was 33, seven at the half and then 33, seven heading to the fourth and a couple of quick scores, but yeah, dominant performance by Westlake and uh, something that Rico Zachary can build on as they continue in their non-region schedule. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Joined by John Nelson from GP. Hey, man. Hey, let me try it here. All right, everybody hold on tight. And he is social. You can follow him at Good job. OSG Sports or at Soccer Down Here. Or yeah, you got to, yeah, yeah. at GPB Sports. Or okay. at ATLUTD2. Man. You got a lot, and I ain't well, even finished with all the yeah. places you can be followed. At. I was like, there's at least yeah. one more. No, I know there's one more. There's at so- Southeast Emmy, right? Is that right? Did I get that right? That last one? That's not the one that. That's not the one he communicates at, with me on. GA Broadcasters. So I think you're skipping one well, on purpose. No, what am I missing? Because you don't want to say it. Well, what am I missing? At, at cute sports guy, I believe. Oh, well, that one doesn't have. It just says cute sports guy. Okay, you know. yeah, that's no, the one he always emails okay, so, me. From. All right. 
Here we go. All right, so it's at OSG Nelson is the one that gets directly to me on, on Twitter. There you go. Cute sports guy on Instagram, on the gram or the IG or whatever the kids say these days. Reason being, and there's, there's, there's something behind it. When the boss says, that's what you are, that's what your handle is. Yeah. And it is basically a riff on Sex in the City. Uh, once again, uh, use the Google machine, kids, if you're of a certain vintage. Dude, uh, let but, me yeah, tell you when how the many... boss says, no, go ahead. Yeah. I was just when the gonna... boss says you're a cute sports guy, Greg, yeah. that's what your handle is on the ground. He took that ball and ran with it. No, I ain't mad at him for that. I'd say the same thing about me, too. But don't say anything about sex. I go to sleep to that pretty much every night. And I say that because I, I'm ready to go to sleep, and Tracy wants to watch TV, and she goes to sleep, and she always puts that on. It comes on in some channel, like, starting at 11 o'clock at night. Yep. And it comes like on, a marathon. Don't, don't ask how I know this. It comes <sighs> on A&E late at night. Yeah. Yes. And so I'm, I'm – I'm, I'm locked in there. Listen, mention Atlanta United. Your thoughts on what we're seeing right now from this team, the expectations going into the season and where they sit right now and uh, on the outside of the playoffs looking in. Well, I mean, the East is crazy. You've got nine teams separated by five or six points right now. We knew it was going to be crazy. And when you have 20 injuries involving uh, your 37-man roster, some of them multiple times, uh, you know, obviously it's a it's a, an uphill battle for Gonzalo Pineda and, and the squad. When you lose your spot, the spine of your team out of the blocks, Brad, Miles, Ozzy, Alonzo, and, and you know you're trying to get continuity with all of your uh, designated players. It's tough. You've got DC coming to town this weekend on Sunday afternoon. Bottom line, gotta have it, gotta have it, gotta have it, gotta have it. Last time out, DC gave up six to Philadelphia. You have that kind of a day this weekend at Mercedes-Benz. It'll help you with your goal difference, but you got to just focus on you right now because there's a lot of folks you got to you know you got to skip over if you're going to make it into the playoffs in the East. Yeah, and he's talking about that matchup pregame tomorrow at three thirty, kick at four o'clock. You can hear that match right here on Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game ninety two nine The Game dot com. And John, before we let you go here this morning on Sam McGregor, appreciate you joining us. Uh, it's a dual yeah. weekend of action at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Of course, I'll see you tomorrow, sir, as I'm producing your wonderful Five Stripes live at halftime. And yep. You do that bang-up yep. job yep. every week. Yeah. But this afternoon, there's going to be a little uh, football at Mercedes-Benz, one last preseason game. What do you think oh. Dirty Bird is going to do in 2022? Well, my my first question is, and I need your honest appraisal. I need your honest assessment. Do you think Jarrett Bernhardt makes the roster at wide receiver? He, he got to. He's got to. Whether he is the the sixth or seventh one, and he plays mostly on special teams, what he's done, he has earned the spot. Not just on the practice squad. He's earned a spot on the fifty three. All right. And then what about all gear at running back at a BYU? Uh fifth round draft pick. He's a bowling ball. I like what he brings mm-hmm. as a bruiser. So yeah, I'm I'm keeping him over maybe 42 or someone else that's on the, on the squad. That was very smooth yes. of what John just did. Uh, go ahead, finish your well, thought there, and I'll tell you in a second what you did, which was which was very smooth. But go ahead, your thoughts on his question. Well, no, just the the biggest thing for me when it comes to uh, the Atlanta Falcons is making sure that the gentleman either under center or in a shotgun formation uh, on offense stays upright and. That, that, for me, is first and foremost when it comes to any level of success and trying to put points on the board because when your QB's on his back, obviously that's kind of uh, counterproductive to putting points on the board. But go ahead, Greg. No, no, I was just going to say that was cool how you turned. You, you asked him a question, Eric, and he flipped it around like a broad, some broadcasters do and turned from interviewee to interviewer. 
and started asking you questions. That was beautiful. Listen, before you leave, I uh, want to give you this. I uh, want to give you a little bit of this 27 club that you didn't know about. First person, Robert yeah. Robert Johnson, Delta Blues uh, legend, whose music is out there by Neptune right now. They took shot it in the space mm-hmm. years ago. Robert Johnson, Brian Jones, Brian Jones, original guitar player of the Rolling Stones who died, mm-hmm. and the certificate was one of the greatest rock and roll descriptions of a death of all time, died of misadventure. They found him in a pool with a handful of strippers, and it's another story. Brian Jones, 27. Jimi Hendrix, 27. Janis Joplin. Jim Morrison, 27. Um, here's one. Reggie Lewis. Forgot about him. The basketball player? Mm. Yes, Reggie Lewis okay. was 27. I thought it was all musicians. Yeah. Kurt Cobain, 27. There's a reason this, yeah, this, uh, this list is long. Yeah, yeah, man. Jonathan Brandis, the kid from uh, Sequest. Pat Tillman. Football player, Arizona 27. State. Wow. Amy Winehouse, who, by the way, shared a birthday with me. I didn't know that. She was 27. So, again, some of the names. And, most recently, Tyler Skaggs, pitcher from the Angels. Angels. Yeah, all part of the 27 Club. Anyway, John, as always, man, we can't thank you enough for being a part of the show. Have a great rest of your weekend. And, uh, again, thank you again. Be well, be safe. Hey, man. Oh, wait, sorry. Man, getting the time spots mixed up. <laughs> it's Eric's World up next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929 thegamecom Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. How you guys doing? Yay! I say rhetorically. On this Saturday morning, the 27th day of August, you look like you're ready to jump in there, Eric. That's what you're supposed to do this morning. You're supposed to jump in. We're doing okay. You are Sam this morning. Yeah, we're doing okay. I didn't just jump in and say, you know, tell me to shut up or you messed something up or you forgot to say this or that. But what you haven't done is reminded me, as we get ready for a Falcons kickoff this afternoon, that all your sports including the Falcons game, along with the music and news that Atlanta needs, you can get right here on the Odyssey app. Right? Did you know all that? day long. I knew all it. I got it. Air. I got it. I've updated it and put all my favorites. And, of course, my favorite number one is Sam and Greg on 929 The Game. You can favorite your shows now and your podcasts. And did you know that Stephen A. is now part of Odyssey? Uh, I didn't get that memo, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, I, I'm going to listen to the new. What Stephen is it a. that he's doing that is now a part of Odyssey? Where you don't he, say he's that got he's, a new. He's got a new podcast. Okay. Starts this week. I thought he already had a podcast. Uh, well, he's got one, one on, under the ESPN umbrella. That, right now, he has one under the Odyssey. Oh, okay. Umbrella. You know, that's a little bit of Eric's world. I'm looking forward to listening to what my HBCU. Fellow alum doing big things at ESPN. Stephen A. Smith has to say on his podcast. I'm one. Of, I'm a card carrying member of Stephen A.'s fan club. I know a lot of people are not. I don't. I mean, he don't bother me. I mean, you know, he can be whatever from time to time. Right. But mm-hmm. if you're doing this, I mean, you're a broadcaster, and if you're on TV, be interesting. That's it. Now you can choose. You don't like him. You do like him. But it's not going to be <sighs> with him. Because well, if you can't be great, be interesting, as they say. And he is this generation's Howard Cosell without right. the vocabulary. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got one, but he's not, you know, Cosell-like. But he is, he is that over-the-top bombastic presence that people, you know, either – 
gravitate toward or not, and you know that. Yeah, and, and well, that's fine. He's and he doesn't mind being in that space. No, but I'll tell you what I appreciate about him. What's that? Saw him speak at a uh, black journalist, mostly HBCU symposium several years ago. Right. Uh, athletes, uh, journalism students, you know, talking about you know careers and things like that. And he said, for all you athletes that want to be the next Dion, LeBron, Michael Jordan, da da da, he said, you do realize. And he even threw in some music names like Jay Z and stuff. He's like, you said, one of two, of you guys may make it to that level. But he said, but every single one of you can be the next me. A kid from a small from New York mm-hmm. went to a small HBCU. Worked his way up as a beat writer at the Philadelphia Inquirer to being the highest paid person at ESPN. He said, "Every one of you could be the next me." And I was like, "Well, he's right. tied. He he has the same. He has he's tied for the highest paid. Him and Greenberg. Is that now? Yeah, has yeah. Well, when when he signed, I'm, right. it was like they were one one and one A, gotcha. if you will. It, it was it was uh, Nick Saban and and uh, Kirby Smart. <laughs> no, Nick just got. How, yeah. How does he get paid again? Well, he's got it in his contract that he has to be the highest paid. Yes, he has well, it in his Alabama contract. Alabama doesn't have to adhere to that. And what well, you think that he went in there and said, "Okay, y'all give me five dollars more than Kirby Smart, or I'm going to quit." Do you think it's that was in a conversation his contract that, actually- that he will be the highest paid? So every time someone trumps him. They give him a few more dollars. Whatever. <laughs> I, I mean, like, what are you going to say? You can't. You can't question you can't. his you success can't. and what he's done for that city. And, and not well, city Tuscaloosa. What you? <laughs> oh yeah, that city. Okay. And they, and they put up a mall yet, or some kind of go kart track, or something. Yeah, the money. Well, I mean, they're, they're still rebuilding that, after the unfortunate that's tornadoes true. that that's came true. through, and he's done a lot of the, that. For them down there. I mean, you can't put money going into the state on him. It's not like Auburn's sitting there, on, you know, doing nothing in other schools. Yes, he has brought money into the state, but not as significant as what he's done to that particular city. I, I'm waiting to see who is the man that follows the man, and will they keep? Well, it ain't gonna be. It ain't gonna be uh, 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 Dabo, which is a which is who a, they thought. For well, years. my partner for the longest time, we went at it like Ali Frazier, really? thinking that Dabo was gonna be that next dude. I didn't. Why, why do you think it won't be now? I never thought it was going to be that way in the first place. Why builds, Why follow that dude? Build something of your own at Clemson, which is what he's done. He has, but what he's also finding that, that even though you can get there for three or four years, the falloff is quicker at a Clemson than at a Alabama. Well, here's the other thing. College football is not going to look the same in the next five years as it has in the past five years. And we don't we all know believe that. what conference after twenty twenty five. We don't know where Clemson, you know, what conference they're going to be called, right? And what's going to happen? And geographic location has <laughs> to do with it, which we have seen with them two schools out in California now part of the Big Ten, trying to be. Part I don't of the know Big what's Ten. crazier. Trying, fact, yeah, that's true. There's 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 that situation too. But UCLA and and USC being a part of the Big Ten now isn't as shocking to me as was when Rutgers joined, joined the Big Ten, Ten. And, and, and Nebraska. And, 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 well, not as that, Maryland, my school. Yeah. The school well, that, that – <laughs> I, I applied to two colleges, Mr. Mr. Clarkson. Yes. The school I went to, Morehouse, mm-hmm. and Maryland. Maryland was my backup school, okay? I had no issues. I, I had no doubt I would get into both. Um, it pretty much came down to dollars and cents, you know. If mom and dad was like, look, we love you, but I can't – We you know, we're not going to – and God bless my dad. Rest in peace. He spent his whole retirement money sending me to Morehouse, and I appreciate it. He's like, I don't want you to walk out there and tons and tons of debt. Stop he, right there for a yeah. second. Go ahead. 
would he be proud of where you sit right now? I'm not talking about the job you have. Would, mm. he, would he be proud of the man you are right now? Yes, he would. Well, then there you go. Yeah. There you, you go. Know. But I Money appreciate well spent. it. Yeah, and, and like I said, you know, he didn't want me to have to wait till Joe Biden signed a student debt relief right. bill 25 years after I finished, you know, to get rid of my student debt. Thankfully, I didn't have to worry about that. Um, so, but Maryland was my backup school. And the okay. fact that Maryland is no longer in the ACC, that Maryland and Duke and Maryland and North Carolina don't play every single year, two times a year. What are them folks in the Big Ten, Big 12 doing talking about all the rivalries that Nebraska had? Right. Out the window. Well, the old Big 8 rivalries that Nebraska yeah. had, right? Yeah. But still, I don't know nothing about Nebraska. I know about the Turpins. I know, but you know about that particular school having a national rivalry that was always put on TV. Right. When they went Oklahoma. up against Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma you know, yeah. you had, what was the dude's name who ended up being a senator? But he was Tom Osborne. Yes. Barry Switzer. Mm-hmm. Those days, you yeah, know. Absolutely. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 The Game, 929 thegamecom Coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, Corey McCartney, we're going to talk Braves. 9 o'clock hour, excuse me. I'm all, <laughs> yeah, still all okay, discombobulated. Man. I can't do nothing with you, man. We're going to go around the NFL uh, headlines, got a casting call, and a kind of a special version of casting call today because there's some information uh, that you need to have if you have a young child getting ready to play football for the first time. And, and, and again, um, information brought – Brought to you by somebody whose opinion is beyond reproach. We're going to have that come up in the casting call segment. I'm going to give you a little bit of the casting call. Um, well, we're going to do that now? Or is that going to be? No, top You hour, said you do, wanted to do yeah, a little bit. Yeah, let me just drive you guys okay. to the website. Yeah. Just go to 92.9thegame.com slash casting call. Because I want to leave what we have coming up wide open to, uh, to talk about. But if you go to 92.9thegame.com slash casting call, you're going to see a new list of job opportunities. I got something I haven't asked for before. On right there at the top, man, there is a need for, as I mentioned, young football players and acrobats. What does an acrobat do? This particular acrobat skill is those who get on those wheels and they spin around. Uh, so think of a, a like a big hula hoop, but like okay. the size of you. Yeah. Okay, in a big circle. Yeah. And they they sort of, I, I don't know how the best way, it's like undulating while still holding on. To the wheel. People who know what I'm talking about, I don't know. CYR wheel, cry wheel, whatever, and wheel performers. Anyway, there's a need for those uh, this week. You'll see it's a new Netflix feature film. There's a need for that. There's a need for Korean dancers, groups preferred, but traditional Korean dancers with costumes. There's a need for that this week. Destination casting. I mentioned this last week. Still looking for a black male little person. Five feet under. And you'll see this breakdown there. This is for a, a pro- new suspense dramedy. And they I, have an age restriction on that one, right? It's eight, Well, you got to be at least 18. Okay, but, okay, but if you, they, they want you to look younger. Right. Which they, we asked for. Because, I mean, I can't call Emmanuel Lewis and say, hey, Emmanuel, you know. Man, he, he was my classmate. Okay, but still. And he might be over five feet, to be honest with you. But he's too famous. You can't bring him in there for that. Oh, okay. Well, he's, you know. This is extra work. Okay. Here's one I did mention. Die Hart. You familiar with that show? Die Hart. No. It's the Kevin Hart Show. Oh, really? They need some folks. Glitzy Hollywood types for, they got a couple needs for Die Hart. Couldn't say the title last week. Those are there. Hilt, um, Hilton Casting doing Houston. Need a female stand-in. Babies, all of that. Extras Casting Atlanta has a couple needs for folks to be in a movie premiere, if you will, scene. And parents at the doctor's office. So those are there. And there's one, the first one 
I'm going to specifically bring up in casting call. Then we're going to talk about, uh, by extension, kids playing football. All right, so that's coming up during casting call. We'll get you that about uh, 940. Uh, again, Corey McCartney coming up at 920. We're going to talk Braves and Major League Baseball. Ten, but up ten, next, ten, 1020. What'd I say? 920. No, Corey's coming up at 920. Oh, D-Legs is down. Okay. Yeah, sorry. man. I, I mess up enough on my own. Don't help me. <laughs> All right. Um, but up next, we're going to go around the NFL. Eric Slaughter, who's in for Sam Crenshaw. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.